Welcome to Savage Beast. Uh, I'm Joe Gallagher. Uh, with me, as always, Paul McLeod. Hello, I'm here. Yep. And, and joining us uh, for the third time. Well, he's uh, joining you for the second time. Yes, joining the podcast for the third time. Uh, this time, not usurping me. Uh, is the uh, Joan of Arc uh, to the to the emo councils. Um, uh, I don't even know who France who was who burned Joan of Arc at the stake. I don't know. It's Alex. I think the Pope did that. Let's say okay. It's Joan of Arc to the emo councils. Uh, Pope, the emo Vatican. Yes. Hello, Hello Alex. Pope. It's good to be here. I'll just quote a non-emo band and a non-emo song. Okay. We'll talk it over. Talk right. it over. Talk it. But the answer is still the same. It's discontent, humiliation, because you were the theme, and I was the variation. Not emo. Those those lyrics are not emo at all. Not, I have no emotions. Um, yeah. Not no. even emo adjacent. No. I not feel even nothing. emo adjacent. <laughs> um, yeah. So Alex, you had a fight with the emo council after I uh, I was fucking around with is this band emo dot com or uh, and uh, I put in Harvey Danger on a lark and got the response that it wasn't in their database and i that blew my mind i thought somebody would have asked about it before then because you can try a lot of obscure bands and they've been judged emo or not so i they said if you want to speed the judgment tweet at the emo council so i did and i copied alex and um uh the world has never been the same there was a lot of fighting between them about whether harvey danger was emo or not i was surprised to get tagged in a tweet i never get tagged in Mm -hmm. tweets uh if I'm if I'm tweeting about emo, you're getting tagged. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> it says, uh, how, "How have you not been asked about Harvey Danger yet?" Oh, you actually looked this up. Nice. Yeah, I have it <laughs> pulled up in front of me. And my first actually, thought, Alex has it tattooed my, on his arm. But <laughs> <laughs> my first thought was, "Who is Harvey Danger?" Mm-hmm. I've never heard of Harvey Danger. No, right? Come on. You, how much younger are you than than I am? I'm. 32. Okay. I guess three years is actually enough difference that since they were like, I was like seven, were we like 17 or 18 when that came out, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. That was right at the end of uh, the alternative rock era. Yeah. Uh, so so I, if you were 14, yeah. it's possible you totally missed the one hit wonder. Harvey no, Danger. I, I did. When I looked him up, I, I saw Flagpole Stitta. Yeah. Great song. I never knew who did it, but I always liked it. Yeah. Okay. And then you know, dug around, and I was like, okay, I can see. Yeah. How a band from Seattle, coming from the grunge uh-huh. movement, and kind of doing some quirky, you know, rock whatever thing, can be emo-ish. Yeah. And I said, yeah, an argument could be made for emo, Jason. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about emo as it's as a as a genre. <laughs> that you know, with the sonic quality to it, definitely a band that's not from DC can stumble into it. Yeah, and you know, influence other bands in some other ways. And but the emo council said no, not not at all, no consideration. Yeah, just, what was funny about it was just that there were like eight messages back and forth. <laughs> I just <laughs> and I instantly became without even knowing who Harvey Danger was. Yeah, like, like just the, this defender of, of this band. <laughs> and, and I actually like I, I poking around some of their songs not only did I find some like really emo songs including the one that we opened up with but some ones I enjoy and I like definitely like you know save a few of them yeah um, saved God truly the Spotify generation yep, going on right here I want to I, I want to paint the picture that we are we were having this argument with people who are literally releasing a book about emo like oh are they yeah it's called the um anthology of emo and the guy who runs brooklyn vegan uh wrote the introduction uh there's a lot of um emo uh i don't want to call them stars emo um what's what's the what's the emo equivalent of a star i don't know pinups yes Um. yes black black (laughs) emo black lights uh involved yeah but anyway, so I feel fine. like they could have done more with that title. I want to say though, the anthology of emo, like anthemology, and then you highlight the emo in the middle of it. 
I just came mm. up with that off the top of my head. Mm. <laughs> Juliana Theory had an album called Emotion Is Not Dead. Could have been. Yeah. There you go. Or Emotion Is Dead. I don't know. Oh, so then you could just reverse it and have that be the name of your anthology. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, Joe, you were saying. No, I'm just saying the emo council. This we're we're at war with a major power. <laughs> yeah. Well, we need to have an equally legitimate sounding name, like the the emo conclave or something. Um, preferably one like that that makes us sound like the dark evil version of it. I'm not um, sure what's 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 a better uh, name than Savage Beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> true but i mean i'm saying for in our guys as as uh fly-by-night emo arbiters uh we need a, a separate identity that's all i'm saying true. um yeah and you know when alex joins us savage beast becomes the emo conclave or something um the monclave um but uh sorry i'm full of terrible poor mentos wow now. wow <laughs> Savage Beast is a beautiful place and is maybe afraid to die. <laughs> Actual band name. <laughs> there you go. Um, something equally as ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So I guess that's it. Emo Council, we're coming for you, unless either of you have something else to say about it. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about whether Harvey Danger is emo or not. Okay. Or I so need to, I need to bring some uh, some fire to this. Okay, I'm just going to provide snark because I think for the first time in podcast history, I just totally forgot to listen to an album we were going to be talking about because I forgot it was on the list. I'm so, disappointed, Paul. This this one would have hit your uh, hit damn you right it. in the uh, uh, e, e spot, a spot, <laughs> alternative spot. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's something yeah. that would make my emotions just squirt out of me. Yes. Um, yes. Exactly. Um, but Har- okay, so Harvey Danger—they have an emo band name. They—they yes. they have an I emo. I—I think, so. <laughs> I th- I think uh, so. Harvey Danger. If you're like, oh, there's a good emo band called Harvey Danger. I'd believe that. Um, I don't know. Harvey is a pretty emo name, if you ask me. Yes. Um, mm. Where have all not the merry? <laughs> Alex. Alex says it's not long enough. I don't know. Brand new though. It's a little too quirky. I'm yeah, on. I'm. New. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on your side here, Alex. <laughs> um where have all the merrymakers gone emo album title totally in my opinion um they have an emo band history and that they were like pretty unpopular except for a very brief moment um and now have a like devoted cult following um mm-hmm. and then the like the slow parts of their songs are indistinguishable from other emo bands totally. it, to my uh amateur emo ear um, and I, I think if we're, I just, if we're going to talk about, um, the world is a beautiful places new album and I just don't see how that is emo and Harvey danger is like not even in the conversation. I mean, there, there are, I'm not saying these bands are identical, but I, I just, I don't know. Harvey danger. They're, they're sad and mopey and also, uh, have distortion pedals. Um, <laughs> That's pretty much are, the formula. Are you both familiar with Piebald? No, I'm not really. Yeah, I know I, you referenced so them in the conversation. I, I have listened to Piebald here and there. Yeah. A quintessential emo band. There's no question right. about it. Even the emo council will wholeheartedly agree. But they're not sad. They're not, you know, depressing or anything. They're very high energy, very quirky. I thought the vocals... I don't know the singer's names, but they, they sound pretty similar. And I there's some Harvey Danger songs that I can probably uh when I and I mentioned this in the Twitter exchange, I could probably trick some, you know, younger emo kid that it's it is piebald. Um Ooh. So <laughs> I, you know, I, I I I thought those are two comparable bands to Harvey Danger that you know w- that could support our argument here i'm enjoying this scenario where you're trying to trick an emo kid into whether yes. something is piebald totally or not yeah could, yeah do you remember early piebald yeah check out this one yeah yeah, yeah. just it, it, just be like psych it wasn't piebald i it's just funny to imagine that part yeah, yeah. hopefully that it'll be like it, hopefully it'll be like your son in 10 years that you're doing this too um He's. I like that you're that like in this scenario. He's already a huge piebald fan, and yet you are <laughs> <Yeah>. trolling. <laughs> Sunny won't be emo. Olivia might be emo. 
uh, or yeah, all. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're all about the uh, – I mean, Sonny's favorite song right now is Sandstorm and all of, like, everything – Top boys. I have no idea what that song is. Sandstorm? Just no clue. <laughs> Never like, heard of it. It was like EDM with the 90s. Oh, that's what Sandstorm oh, is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, everybody knows that. It's like 10 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know and that that was called that Sandstorm. And it's a big, yeah. I just thought it was called like generic techno melody. The, yeah, that, that's number three. That's what my kids listen to. Okay. This is like go. the ultimate fist pumping song. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it, it, they play it in like basketball games and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a jock da, da, jam, da, 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 da. yeah, jock yeah. jam. Yeah, jock jock jam is now a genre. Well, you know, I once had a job. Uh, jock jam revival. Editing bad techno tracks down to the right length for uh, cheerleaders to do their routines to. So what? Yeah, in you high were school. Paid for that? Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just like a freelance thing I did be- through my sister's connections through her gymnastics. Uh, somebody, some people, because I used to do it for my sister's gym songs too. What what software did you use to edit audio in like 1998? It was like the basic audio editor that was on Windows 95 or whatever we were using. Wow. It was it was amazingly shitty. Wow. Um, yeah. And I was just it, it was like you couldn't even zoom in on the waveform, so it was just like total. Uh, just fucking around with hundreds of a second to sort of feel your way through whether you were hitting the rhythm the right way. This is a, it was actually a, uh, a weird thing. Anyway, you deserve to get paid for that, huh? You deserve to get paid for that. Yeah, you, you did. Yeah. You did. Um, Thank you. Um, you're welcome, Paul. Um, so I mean, to get back to this, I mean, I feel like I want to die on this hill, the Har- Harvey Danger Hill. <laughs> um, you know, because I mean. And I still feel like that, like, if we say it's emo, that's the end of the story. You know, we're people. Three or more emo fans are gathered together. We're people of good conscience. My my Um, hill is emo adjacent, for the record. Oh, there you go. Well, you're on the hill next. We're all on hills next to each other. (laughs) This is a foothill in the. Next to the mountains of emo that Harvey it's like, is on. It's like (laughs) little emo top and big emo top. And yeah, uh, the emo confederacy is is rushing at us. Uh, and <laughs> no, 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 they're from New York, so now they're the Yankee emo uh, 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 union. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, maybe we could torture this whole metaphor a little bit more. But who's who's Joshua Chamberlain in this metaphor? <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Emo. <laughs> I just want to start shit with the emo council. Let's be clear here. Uh, yeah. Harvey Danger is emo. Their stupid site is wrong, and I'm going to accuse them of something else. They they say Harvey Danger is not emo. To link to their uh, other site is this indie because they claim it's indie, and I say it's a uh, wait. The same people runs an in, is this indie dot com. Yes. No one man should have that much power. Is this band indie? Um, clearly different people need to be choosing, uh, designating the indie bands and the emo bands and any other genre they, you can't serve on multiple councils. I, say. I, I agree. That's what we're fighting for. I think um, it's in retaliation to, is this band emo? And they keep yeah. bands and indie labels and might as well create a site for it. They wouldn't even use the flavor text I suggested on their database entry. Fuck the emo council. They did put some flavor text though. Yeah, they did. It wasn't as good. No. Um, okay. As, as an in joke about my friend, but um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we've started a war. Yeah. Um, hopefully, the the other side hears about it someday. Um, so, yeah, it is settled. Harvey Danger is emo. Yes. Um, let's talk about some other emo bands. Let's do it. Big year for emo. Yeah, it has been brand new and American football. Uh, coming back in a big way. Well, last time we talked about this, you you had said like, what is what do you think is going to happen? Uh-huh. You know, what are your predictions on emo? And I should have said, and I knew at the drive-in was coming out, but I didn't yeah. know like two days after we released the podcast, American Football announced their their album. Yeah. Um, but there's been a lot of emo resurgence, and I think it's just, I mean, emo has always been a coming of age yeah. genre. Just guys riding a wave in the early aughts and 
uh, now they're older and just creating more music, but I think it's much more refined, much they're digging a little bit deeper. Yeah. As evidenced by this brand new album, like really good. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> like, and whether it's post-emo, emo, I mean, it's definitely emo band creating, you know, whatever, we could call it emo music for yeah. the sake of the conversation, but it's it, it's a legit genre that's making good music. So, um, real briefly, uh, Joe, did you listen to the American Football album that came out this year? Uh, yes, but uh, as long as there are no follow-up questions, yes. Okay, so that's how I feel too. It failed to make an impression on me. So Alex, without making a big conversation, because they are one of the godfathers of emo, uh, do you have any thoughts on the American football uh, comeback album? Well, I I felt like another Owen album. The singer of American football is also his his solo project is called Owen, and he's released a lot of music Mm -hmm. since American football. So it didn't feel like a new American football album as much as it did a new owen album yeah mm. it was still good i still enjoyed it quite a bit but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like a landmark like oh my god we got the godfathers yeah, it, of emo back right yeah. and it missed a lot of the same things that they did in the first album like the long instrumental interludes and lack of choruses that the first album had yeah, yeah. and uh and this and this album was definitely different but i, I still liked it okay so I, I was, i'm glad that they're together and i think they're still playing and might release more music but we'll see yeah well, that's acceptable to release an, a likable album, but it's not what you hope for as a fan when a band comes back after a long hiatus. I don't know if that's what hiatus. they were even going for. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Even I know they're supposed to have long musical interludes. Come on. <laughs> um, so, speaking of things that are long, um, the world is a beautiful place and I'm no longer afraid to die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's listen to a track from this album. Okay. Yeah, this is uh, from uh, the new album by The World is a Beautiful Place and I Am No Longer Afraid to Die. Did I get all that? Did I get every word right there? Every single word was correct. As long as you said the and as an ampersand. Uh, I did. In my mind, it flashed as an ampersand. Good. Um, And uh, I listened to this album a couple times uh, for the second time uh, this very morning. and uh, I have to say uh, that uh, it, it hit the right notes for me. Um, it may be a little unimaginatively. Um, and it, it's interesting that this is classified as emo because it reminds me a bit of what's played on the on alternative rock stations now, those that still exist. Um, I listen to the alternative rock station on Sirius XM uh when i can and this is um you know very this would fit in well there um but you know i liked the uh the pop punk notes of the album mm-hmm. um and i think the song we just played um faker uh is a good example of like um my where my line is with emo there's like these long drawn out lyrics uh where he's saying things like tell yourself again nothing is wrong with this place 
Um, but then they rock out and I'm like, oh, all right, this is cool. This is cool. This buildup was worth it. Yeah, I know so, exactly. Oh, go yeah. Ahead. So no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm mellow with it. I know exactly what you're saying with the lyrics. Cause like, uh, this, this line, the opening line from the song actually jumped out at me when I was, uh, listening to it last night. Uh, mm-hmm. like, will you be, uh, will you be faking it when the businesses fail and your money is revealed for what it is? It's like, it's not that he's that it's wrong that money is fake and business is um you know ultimately not the point of life um but it's sort of a little bit of uh you know first two years of college sentiment um but they do combine it with like capable pop punk and more than capable like like I don't actually like listening to pop punk but the a combo of pop punk and sort of more epic instrumental stuff that actually hits for me so I don't know, Alex. As as our emo expert, what was your opinion of uh, Tweeabup's uh, new album? Always foreign. Yeah. The world. <laughs> yeah. I like the album. It nothing is like truly memorable for me. I think like what is the hallmark of a good emo album is lyrics that really stand out. And you know, back yeah. in the day, it was like lyrics that you could put on a live journal page and would get tons of you know. What retweet? Not Likes? Retweet Hearts. Like, yes. What did you get? A, what'd yeah. you oh, get really? A, what'd you get on a live journal page? Re, there was re, something. Re, reposts. I think it was likes or reposts. Maybe really? Just like comment. That. Maybe just comments. I, I didn't know, know there was any social aspect to it at all. I thought it was just basically a blog. Yeah. No, he's you, you kind, got comments. He's kind of hard. Oh, sorry. He's, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard to understand. Like the lyrics are really blending with the with the music. It's. It doesn't really stand out a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like the album. I like this band a lot. I mean, we talked about them last time we talked. And like, yeah, I, I like their old albums a little bit more. And it's cool that this is getting a lot more notoriety from and attention from um, you know other you know music um, authorities. But um, you know, like 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 you said with with the with the buildups like that is a is also a hallmark of of emo is just like not just staying in the depression but just doing something that kind of you know rises like a phoenix from the ashes of it and does something that's like kind of fun and cool um like 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 in this song like rocking out towards the end it just kind of is a big payoff for this long um you know drawn out you know slow part but i like how the album is yeah every song is about two minutes or three minutes long it moves through pretty quick um, pretty easy listen. I, I, I mean, I liked it, but not, no, there wasn't like any song that really like I would go back to over and over again. Like I would. Yeah. See, that's interesting. The first time I listened to it, I thought I liked it more than I expected to. Mm -hmm. So I think I thought it was better than it is. And on the second lesson, I was like, ah, this is just sort of a decent rock album. Yeah. And and, and they're putting out mm -hmm. a lot of music the past like five years. They've put out pretty much new music every year. Yeah. So So it's not even like a big comeback or anything. No, but they're yeah. on track of cool stuff and when was they the have, they already have like a really good collection right now. When was the chronologic when was the peak chronologically of uh Tweabup and uh I'm not gonna try to figure out the, the rest <laughs> of that acronym. Um like when what years were they at their best? The two thousand fifteen Harmlessness album, I thought it was awesome. Oh really? Okay. So this is like they very recently were at their peak. I mean, who knows? I mean, okay. bands are playing for twenty years now. Well, but I'm saying, like, in your opinion, mm. their their best stuff came out just a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I'd say. So this probably. isn't like a brand new situation where there's an eight year gap from any album, and nobody even liked that album. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, they, they've been pretty consistent and pretty solid with everything that they've they've put out. I would say. Okay. Um. Yeah. Sorry, I don't actually have that many uh, thoughts because <laughs> I think we all agreed this turned out to be. Um, merely a decent emo album. I got I got um, uh, my favorite lyric is from the song for Robin, uh, uh, where he sings, I miss going with Steven to bars that serve chicken. <laughs> now that's yes. story, that's storytelling. That's that jumped out to me too. I was like bars that serve chicken. Interesting. Oh yeah. For me, it was like the first track though. I'll make everything look like it's happy. I'll make everything look like it's rad. Yes. <laughs> I'll make everything. I'll make everything. Yes. Yeah. But so, maybe maybe you have to be um with emo and their lyrics um 
uh, a little credulous, just a little bit um, forgiving uh, yeah. in order to get into the correct mood. You have to drop the irony a little bit. Yeah. Drop the irony. My gosh. <laughs> I'm sweating over here. <laughs> Uh, it's like having sex with the lights on or something. Oh, um, God. No, just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, I do it under a floodlight. Um, but uh, black, black lights only. <laughs> well, the lights aren't black. Um, but the um, yeah, let's go on to brand new, I guess, unless anybody has any final thoughts on yeah. The World is a Beautiful Place. Uh I do not. Although some, I, I do. It did inspire me listening to this this morning to go back and listen to what I think is the most emo song I've ever been into. Uh, uh-huh. Although I don't even know if it's emo. Uh, it's a uh, Bright Eyes song called "If Winter Ends." Um, yeah, totally emo. Yeah, yeah, that's emo, and it's just it's 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 literally the most angsty song I've ever heard. And somehow this, this reminded me like, I haven't listened to that song in a couple years and I did. And it was still fucking angsty. And I was also laughing at myself that I, at one time just so closely related to it. (laughs) (laughs) That is an emo F song title. Um, yeah, Alex and I were just watching Pitchfork's uh, video, A Brief History of Emo, just bef- while we were mm. waiting for Joe to start this. And uh, they mentioned Bright Eyes being emo, uh, Heartland emo in there. And uh, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that Bright Eyes was considered emo, but there you go. Listen to this passage from that song. But I fell for the promise of a life with a purpose. But I know that's impossible now. So I drink to stay warm and to kill selected memories. Cause I just can't think anymore about that or about her tonight. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's, it's funny because it's like, it's totally in a way it's almost artless. Like there's, there's not a lot of, uh, there's no metaphor or anything. It doesn't, it sounds like prose as you read it there. Maybe there's you know, some verse to it. If I, it's tattooed it. on some guy's back. Oh yeah. Oh, but it, yeah. but my point is it actually does land despite being what sounds like, uh, two sentences from two sentences from somebody's live journal page hell yeah but the adolescence of it is is the coming of age yeah what this movement is it's like if you're if you're young and like whatever you experience is like the most awful horrific thing you're trying to put that into words and it exists in this time and space but like when he's 35 yeah 36 you know he's not going to be writing the same thing but 18 year old bright eyes artist yeah 21 year old yeah I, he might still be singing the same thing. How isn't brand new like thirty five to forty now? Yeah, <laughs> but we can dig into their lyrics. Yeah, um, no, I, I wanted to go back to one thing from that lyrical passage though, because it occurred to me there there is a certain weird way that it works in that you know, like I laughed when you read it, and I laughed because it is funny, like how how sad and dour it is. But at the same time, even while I'm laughing, like I can feel some of the, uh, I, I can empathize with the speaker at the same time and, and not in a, you know, feel some of his uh, distress in a way that makes me, um, because I can understand it and think there is certainly some attractive drama to it. So I don't know that maybe that's what's interesting about emo is the way it can be both ludicrous and you can know that it's ludicrous and you can still relate to it at the same time um, maybe there's other art like that that i'll think of if i sit here for a minute but mm. um that occurs to me that's maybe how i relate to emo t- in some to some extent have you heard of emo night no it's this movement it, basically every town has it where a local venue has like an emo night where a dj plays emo music uh-huh. for all night and people sing to it yeah and, and sing their hearts out you know it's a just songs that came out you know 15 20 years ago um and it, yeah it is exactly that it's attractive drama ludicrous of it all but yeah. just you know the time of you know of, of, of when we were young yeah and just insane heavy petting in the crowd like nonstop. <laughs> most, most likely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I would I would go to that. That sounds kind of fun, actually. Yeah, I, I, I would too. I mean, I've, I've been checking out. There's one in particular in in L.A. I've been following them because some of my uh, some people I know are involved with it. Uh-huh. Uh, and and not only do they play like old stuff and spin it, and, and you know, a DJ actually kind of remixes it in this like 
really funny way. But uh, they sometimes have live performances there from bands that they promote. Um, and it made me realize, like, the, the music I like the most, you know, the top, the top artists in my life are all kind of, you know, in this emo genre. But a lot of the emo I, I just don't like at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's true of anything like, Mm -hmm. like grunge might be my favorite genre and there's a lot of shit grunge out there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess that's true. It's not just. Well, grunge isn't your favorite genre. Alternative rock is is your favorite genre. As as we've discussed, I don't know the difference between grunge and alternative rock, but. But you said prog rock was your favorite. No, I never said that. Yes. Hell yes. And literally, literally. Yes. I literally said that. No, I'm just. It's oh. the band. Yes, that's the joke. Uh, oh, just, oh, 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 damn it. Now. Fuck. No, that was actually good. That was good. Sorry. <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> no, there's that Norwegian band that you showed me, and you said, like, man, it just makes me realize that you could pick anything out of prog, prog rock, and I'm going to like it. Any prog? Norwegian band? No, there's what? a lot of prog I hate. I think you're confused here. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yes, I hate. <laughs> no, you loved it. I and, loved it, too. And uh, fucking Emerson Lake and Palmer is kind of bullshit, if you ask me. Um, I think I think I think of grunge as like a really like specific genre that is like mud honey and screaming trees and like and like mother love bone and tag. Okay, you know. So but like, I mean, is is Bush grunge to you? See, Bush. I I think Bush is alternative rock. And See, not okay, grunge. I, but lots of people would say that like Nirvana and Soundgarden and Pearl Jam are all like. It, you know, I think those three are obviously grunge. Um, not even borderline. Bush is like just because they're from England and suck. Uh, that they don't really suck, but they kind of suck. Um, is on the border. But to me, grunge is a capacious enough definition to include like most of that '90s rock that's going on. Mm. So maybe it, it, by your terminology definitions, yes, my favorite genre is probably alternative rock. Probably, as usual, I'm wrong about how broad the definition of grunge is. So, Probably, as usual, there's no actual answer to these questions. <laughs> it's all pretty broad. Um, indie grunt. Yeah, exactly. Indie, I also don't really know how to tell indie and alternative apart. Yeah. Um, oh, that I could do, but we won't, we won't get into that now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Duncan was a band that you showed me. Which one? Dun- Duncan. Oh. D-O-N-G-E-N. So psych rock is what they are. You want to call that prog? Uh, no, that's psych rock. Okay. Yeah. And and that was definitely, what, if I said prog, I meant to say psych okay. because that's what I was, I remember that conversation yeah. now and psych rock is well, what I, can, I, I dig. I, yeah. I but it's not my favorite, but I do like it a lot. Yeah. You anyway. can pick any random psych rock band. I could probably, I could probably at least listen to it. Yeah. You know, like, like Ty Seagal is like this sort of like standard, like, uh, or Ty Siegel. Shit, I saw him and I don't remember how he said his name now. Um, <laughs> I think it was Ty Siegel. Um, it's like it's like I don't really go out to listen to it, but if I'm hearing it, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. And it's just like it's just like psych rock all the way. Anyway. So I have a lot of thoughts on this album. I'm sure you do too, Joe, but maybe we should have Alex who has like a history with brand new introduce what it felt like to have science fiction come out in the year 2017. Yeah. Love to hear it. 
highly anticipated for sure. I mean, yeah, I was, was looking around. It said like the quote unquote LP five had been rumored for years and years and years. Right. They released Daisy in 2009, which I didn't, it's not that I hated it, but it's just like how this other, this, the world is a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Um, just nothing really stood out. Um, yeah. It's kind of an experimental album. So to me, it felt like since 2006, anything me- meaningful, this was the first. Uh, I dove into the album when I was in uh, Las Vegas with some friends from high school in, back in, in August. And, uh, you know, listening to this album, you know, coming back to the hotel at night after being <laughs> baptized in debauchery. Uh, <laughs> greed, uh, and listening to Lit Me Up. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. man. It just... That that would actually be really good for walking down the strip at night with yeah. with Lit Me Up playing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It, it, it totally set the tone and set the mood. And I just... It's hard for anyone to, like, not listen to that and just feel totally move no matter what like what situation you don't have to be in vegas at, at all but like no that would help though <laughs> yeah definitely heighten the mood uh to me like a good album like if the first five if you can get through the first five songs like pretty quick and just like want more mm-hmm. like mm. like it's a good album and yeah the, the the same thing it did for their 2006 album the devil and god are raging inside of me which is a lot which i think is like a good just alternative rock album more than an emo album mm-hmm. um this this is like i really felt good about it listening to it and then and then the following week they were the number one album in the world yeah well don't get too excited fucking toby mack was number one yeah, one week. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well we talk about toby mack um, <laughs> Joe can't, um, but, but yeah, it was, it was kind of validating. Uh, yeah. And you know, for, for a band that, you know, in 2000 released this like, uh, you know, a, a pretty pop pop emo album, um, that it's kind of hard to listen to now to transform themselves into this. They said that when they were at the top of their game and touring and playing the warp tour, which is kind of like the Oz Fest of emo that they felt like they were, in the in the middle of like a hair metal movement and that their music wouldn't have any value and you know in the coming years and so they made really conscious effort to dig deeper and write music that they you know that would set a trend mm-hmm. uh and it's pretty cool because obviously like van halen doesn't release something like this 20 years after <laughs> they put out album. so <laughs> it's kind of, it's validating for like the music for, for the genre and for for themselves as artists that they can sustain that and, and really put something out out that's you know that a lot of people will like and um, yeah so it was interesting to me what you just said about um, the devil and God being um, more of a just it, it's basically just an alternative album to you not necessarily specifically yeah, I, I didn't bring that album up when we talked last yeah but I love that album but like I listened to it today for the first like, time, actually. Like the the brand new, the emo brand new, where you know they came out with Deha and Tendu and that. Wait, you say Deha? That's Deha? so Arizona. No, it's 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 French. It's like Deja vu, okay. Deja Antendu. It means well, Deja vu is already seen. Deja Antendu okay, is okay. already heard. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not an emo kid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like. I don't like that brand new that version of brand new. oh really mm. like i like i wasn't really into those like it was kind of cool like that that the album that was or that track that was spinning on uh you know mtv um but jesus christ is that what you're talking about no that uh, uh that one with like the it had the baseline opening it's kind of just like a no this is after i stopped watching mtv okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah sick, sick, sick transit glory is like the, the oh, okay song of that mm. uh, you, okay you recognize it right away uh, but yeah, I thought I thought they kind of transformed themselves and dug a little bit deeper as artists and not really playing by the mold. Yeah. Um, and that was around 2006. And plus, that album has a lot of like, you know, religious content of just moving out of yeah. religion, kind of religious angst, not necessarily. Well, like their biggest that. single from that album and from their whole career was Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I mean, I was going through similar things at, at, at that same year. So of course it strongly yeah um hmm. so yeah it, it, it was more than an emo album well so that was interesting to me because listening to this today i was really like so 
like how is this not just like a really good version of like mid 90s alternative rock um like the kind of bands that were on the radio then and the kind of rock music that was coming out then like it's a little bit less like i don't know i guess grunge and alternative had sort of a more um intentionally bizarre lyrical style whereas this is like you know you can parse the lyrics uh and the images about his his you know his feelings um a little bit more clearly than like when bush is is like calling album an album razor blade suitcase or you know singing about swallowed over and Swallow. over yeah <laughs> um so the lyrical style might be a little bit different but musically i was just like this is just like a really good post nirvana rock album um in terms of style mm. am i wrong to say that well i mean just to, to say yeah. that like i think that um it's too bad that the term art rock has a really specific meaning because to me, this is just some artists taking rock and roll seriously and, mm-hmm. and using it to craft something beautiful to craft like a beautiful work of art. Um, that's just made of rock and, and that's almost what it, what like attracts me about this album is that they they take it so seriously, um, not, you know whether or not they take themselves that's too seriously or or whatever they take the they take what they're making seriously, and uh, that's always appealed to me. You know, someone who you know rock is not just something to, um, mm-hmm. you know, grab your crotch to or get stoned to. Uh, but yeah. something that could be elevated to the highest level of rock. And so that's, I mean, that's where I come in and say, well, I, I certainly understand why people call this emo or why they call it alternative rock mm-hmm. or indie rock, but you know, it probably belongs to a certain um, strand of rock. That's, that's defied genres um, and just been the, the highest example of people bringing that um that level of of craft and emotion to it yeah yeah i agree i mean it's interesting that distinction you just drew because when alex mentioned uh uh how van halen isn't releasing things uh of any heft late in their career it occurred to me like alex like van halen was never releasing anything of any heft they were just like (laughs) good (laughs) good party rock you know for because I mean, brand new brought it up when they were like, oh, really? Around, around 2004, and they were just like, you know, staring around at you know these emo kids with their hair and their yeah. pants and whatever, and they just were, were, were kind of sickened to be a, a part of it. Oh, really? And, it was, and, they, as, they, as was like a fashion statement, and, uh, and, and how they were like the headliners for it, yeah, and they were like intentionally trying to do something different and set a different trend because everyone was trying to make the same music they were and put like yeah this ridiculous you know style and and uh uh to it what joe i said nothing oh you some weird sound came over um <laughs> anyway um yeah so uh you know when i put this album on i um unlike you i had no history with brand new i have probably heard their songs on in the ambient background of my life or something but um, I didn't know it. And, uh, so, you know, it got good reviews and I put it on and I, you know, immediately, um, like you said, with those first few tracks, it's just like, uh, oh, this is just really great rock music. The intro, you know, starts out all like just sort of an ambient, uh, uh, soundscape thing. And then all of a sudden it turns into like a really cool moody song. Yeah. And then the second one, um, is stuck in my head right now. Um, I'm going to hmm. look up its name because I should remember this. Oh, yeah, I can't get it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the lyrics are pretty funny when you look them up. I've got a positive message. Uh, sometimes I just can't get it out. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I was listening to it to just now uh, before the singing. I was like, what's, what's the last like pop alt rock song? Because that, you know, there's sort of certain pop structure and, and writing to it. Um, but in a good way, um, that, uh, was this good. Like it might've been quite a while since, 
something struck me that way. So I don't know. It's uh, it, And then the, the album just goes from there. It gets a little longer and gnarlier on some tracks. Mm-hmm. But just uh, what, what struck me was um, the way it worked as just straight ahead rock in the sense that it was, you know, th- these songs, so many of them, when they get to the climax or even just the chorus, just fucking take off mm-hmm. and take you with them every single time. That, that song, it just keeps pounding. Yeah. Too. I think if any other band played that song, it'd probably be like a boring, you know, just rock song mm-hmm. that doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. They, they, somehow they just continue to play the same notes and just, just it just elevates it's, and elevates and, ele- and just keeps going and just keep hitting it. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. There's some je ne sais quoi about it um, where, like, I can't listen to it and identify, like, some special skill in playing or writing the songs that's making it happen. But they, they're, they like, without with just writing pop rock songs, completely killing it. I don't know. Joe, do you have more insight into why they're better than other bands that just do loud guitars in the forms we all know and love? Well, I mean... I, what bands are they better than? I mean, I guess I like, my, that's kind of my question. What? Who are we? Who are they beating? I mean, they're they're sort of like USA Basketball right now. Like, who <laughs> who who are they beating for title of like best band or most so, interesting I mean, like, band? Well, like even like ignore ignore the lyrics. Okay, take those out of the equation because like these guys have uh, heartfelt lyrics that are that that do touch. Um, and a band like Imagine Dragons doesn't. But like, what about just the music going on beneath those lyrics is so much better about these guys? Because I don't feel like they're innovating new chord structures or anything. Say like Foo Fighters. Yeah, so yeah. Like or so, yeah, Foo okay. Fighters, let's say. Like, like current period Foo Fighters. Like, yeah. why is this so much better than current period Foo Fighters from a band that's really well, only like five years younger than Foo, tr- Foo Fighters? They're trying. I <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's what I'm saying, though, is it's just like, it's... it's hard for me to pick out what it is other than skill, but that's, that doesn't explain anything. Well, they're not taking Um, a, they're not taking a victory lap, you know, or they're not like just out there celebrating the fact that, you know, Oh, we're a band and we can still play rock. Like they are, um, this album continues their tradition of, um, putting, all of themselves into an album and trying to do something new with it. And that, that's probably what, um, it's just, it's just effort yeah. and, and being willing to like, it's risk too. I mean, I think that's, I mean, they're good. And so the risk pays off. Um, uh, let's go, let's have our Radiohead minute of the podcast. I mean, that's what, <laughs> you know, that's what Radiohead figured out is that they were good enough to like keep taking risks and try exactly what they wanted to do. Um, I, you know, but I with guess like, each album, and that's—I mean—that's brand new here. I mean, I'm not saying they're as adventurous as Radiohead, but they but that's, are trying that's to do something. That's what's hard for me to figure out. Like when I listen to a Moonshaped Pool, like it is obvious what Radiohead is doing differently and yeah. and better from everybody else. Right. Brand new is just like playing rock music better than everybody else. I don't know. I probably should just drop it and or study more and actually learn the fucking difference. But uh, <laughs> it's hard for me to—it's hard for me to figure out why these guys are so much better. Yeah, and they, they embrace certain things that are certain instrumentate. Like I think acoustic guitars made a comeback in this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, whistling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe uh, that's what it is. Yeah, Not enough there, whistling there, there, in Foo Fighters albums. <laughs> well, yeah, there's just some like some unexpected things that some that you wouldn't yeah. expect would work do. Uh, I don't know. It's just to me, it's just the catchiness of I just can't get it. Mm-hmm. Something about it is really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, that, was that your favorite song? Uh, it's the most immediate one, but yeah. it's not necessarily my favorite. Um, you know, same logic. Teeth is really good. Yeah, that's probably like the climax of yeah the album, and that has a lot of that strikes a lot of like right emo notes too. Yeah, w- waste was my favorite song. The third the third track. Ah, see that one. Yeah, I haven't listened to it enough. Maybe, but it, by not being as loud, hasn't jumped out to me that as much. That song is just like a warm blanket <laughs> it's just like it just embraces you and and it just like you know i was just reading a little bit on the lyrics and kind of the history of it he, he i mean he sings a lot about making art and mm-hmm. and this one it's like he's singing to his former self um which you know anybody could uh translate themselves in any way but just the uh the lyric here 
I was I was hoping that in time you can lay down all this weight you've been carrying around and maybe one day you'll find your way to climb up out of this grave with the bits you've managed to save and for the last time, yeah, you say goodbye. And like <laughs> what like that is just like to listen to that is just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yes, this is what I need right now. It's just it's just like it's and, and the song has this like soulful groove to it too. Mm-hmm. That's still I mean it's still rooted in emo, but it's like it it kind of elevates it, you know, more. I, I, I appreciate that one a lot. Yeah. That's cool. Joe, did you have any other tracks you wanted to call out? No, I thought I thought tracks three and four uh were where I it hit a good spot for me, waste and could never be heaven. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, I connected there. Then I mean, at the end of the album, as things kind of spooled out a little bit, I mean, I was also, I was jamming out there. I don't, I don't think that I, yeah. and and also like, I mean, I probably, uh, with this out with this band, um, maybe I overall like them a little less than you guys, um, as much as I like admire them and am encouraged that they put this album out in 2017 and that it got the attention that it did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still, you know, I don't know. I guess my, it's, it's clear my favorite kind of mu- rock music is alternative rock. And so I'm still, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, this works for me a lot like alternative rock does in terms of its totally. structures and its sounds. Totally. Um, thought- and, and again, like I didn't, I didn't have any history with brand new. It just like leapt out at me like, Oh shit. This is this is rock music yeah. in the yeah. in the way that I like rock to work. Um, right. The track the track order was also impeccable. Yeah. Particularly the first five tracks. And yes. We talked, about, we talked about the world is a beautiful place. Yeah. I thought that album the track listing was horrible. <laughs> uh, with, like, how the songs like there is some like every album that I listen to. Yeah. I always think of like okay what what should be the what should be the first song here and I always like do like a reordering in my mind or sometimes if I make a playlist of it like I do yeah. an order that I think works better but this one is like perfect. Um, Alex, I want you to tweet the ideal ordering of the World Is a Beautiful Place album two <laughs> at Tweabup um, <laughs> so that we can start another flame war with you about emo. Um, yeah, 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 happily. Yeah. <laughs> just tell, just tell musicians. Yeah, what they. Yeah, you what fucked they, up your track. Yeah. What they should do from yeah. a guy who, yeah, yeah. Can barely snap his fingers. Well, you've done two podcasts about emo now. I think you have a right okay. to an opinion. <laughs> That's true. You're an expert, whether you want to be or not. Um, yeah, I don't, Alex. In the pantheon of uh, of, like, like, okay. So here's my first question. This is the best emo album to come out in what period of time? I'm I'm asking Ooh. generally. I'm not trying to lead you to any conclusion here. I'd say it's pretty high. It, it's definitely the best this year. Okay. Without a doubt. Um, I I don't even know if it's the best brand new album. Yeah, you know, I'm <laughs> saying I'm saying there's there's clearly a better emo album at some point in the past. Yeah. I'm sure by your lights. Yeah. But has it been a year? Five years, three years. Just curious. You don't have to have an answer. Ooh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm always finding new stuff that I missed. Yeah. Well, in your experience as an 2015 emo guy, 2015 was a good year for emo. Yeah. Uh, the world is a beautiful place. Yeah, and another band. You like this band title? Uh huh. Pianos become the teeth. Yes. Wow. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Think That's about pretty that good. brand name. That's pretty wow. good. Saw, so many saw, layers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they put out an album in 2015 that was phenomenal. Um, so I don't know. But I, I, I'd say this is pretty high up there. As yeah, as, as it's mentioned and the Emo Council has, has said, uh, Brand New is the radio head of Emo. Mm. Uh, they're the most cerebral. Dangerous. Most, yeah. Thought-provoking. Uh, trend-setting. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, 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 they're just really, really good. And I, I would say this is very, very high up there. Nice. Um, um, Paul, what, oh, to, to, for contrast, what um, the uh, Car Seat Headrest album, yeah. Teeth of Denial, is the best alternative rock album in. We had this conversation how many last years? year. 
And uh, like this specific question. Um, we did? Yeah. This specifically came up when we talked about this album. Um, like what was the last album that was better than it? I don't remember yeah, that. In the genre. Uh, I don't remember what answer we came to, but I definitely remember asking this question. Oh, fair um, uh, but it was a long time. Yeah. Um, a long, long time. And as much right. as I like this brand new album, if we're just comparing rock albums, uh, the I would prefer that one still, but that's just me. Um, this one, though, uh, is real cool. Where in the brand new Pantheon, where would you put it? This album? Yeah. Probably number one. Yeah. Number Ooh. one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. But the devil and God are going to be raging at you, Alex. Yeah, the devil and God, <laughs> I, I would probably say that's number one for me but like you know for a lot of other reasons but the uh because because i've lived with that album for so long (laughs) too like when the album came out in 2006 like i still listen to that album and it still doesn't get old Um, what's the what's the consensus number one i think deja and tindu is probably the consensus number one the most popular yeah that was when they hit the scene and that's it's a good album. I like I it's fun to listen to that. And there's some fun songs, but it's it's just it doesn't compare. Ah, I, f- I, fuck! I, I sorry. I just realized that I used to listen to the quiet things that no one ever knows all the time from that album, and I, it just did not connect to me that it was brand new because ah. I did not listen to them otherwise back then in 2003. Oh. Shit, mind blown. <laughs> So I guess that song was uh, already heard for you. Yes. French joke. French joke. Yes. Yes, I get it. Okay. There we go. Um, I couldn't resist. Um, So that's interesting. Uh, It's cool that a band would uh, pre-announce an album as their last and then drop it and it would be their best fucking album. And they were already really famous and popular within their scene. Yeah, so. it's kind of bittersweet. That's pretty cool. Pretty fitting. We forgot to talk about the album art. Oh, well, give us... Hey, you're the expert on that. Give us your opinions yeah. on the album art, Joe. Did, did you or, guys or see that? In- I've, I've looked at the small JPEG one gifts nowadays in the digital age. Let me pull up a bigger one. Pretty you know, interesting. What I, I, is, I, what I is going up, on here? I blew it up full size. Uh, so there is some story behind it. Some Norwegian photographer who took this who takes these weird nighttime pictures using using flash and uh he doesn't he says he he doesn't alter the photos that's what i was gonna ask yeah and so this photo is interesting the car license plate says 666 sos okay sos Mm. 666 um these girls are gonna get fucked up hitting the pavement (laughs) Apparently they're jumping off a balcony, or maybe they're being the, raptured. And that so balcony is like. like 15 feet in the air. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it definitely sets a mood, but I, I like that the band name's not on the album cover, too. Yeah. Good no words at all. No Classy move. All. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, it does set a tone for the album, like like something, something's bad. <laughs> it's going to happen here, or, or, yeah. or, or, may, or may, maybe they're going up. You know, it, It's like one, one or the other. It raises the stakes immediately. Yeah, this is a badass fucking photograph. I should have looked yes. at it more closely. <laughs> yes. Do you think it's fake? I I, I, I can't. I know like, it could be real. I but feel like they might be landing on a surface that is not pavement. Oh no! You can see the reflection of the bottom girl in the rain on the street. Nah. She's a she's a foot from the ground in, when the picture is taken. Well, yeah. In case their kneecaps do not work now. <laughs> yeah. You could you could if you fell right you could serve, save your legs. True. They could be they could be like professionals. And yeah. know how to jump from 15 feet to, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, presumably it must have been at least a staged setting if he's capturing this perfect photograph with no blurring as this chick flies through the air. So I don't know. Um, huh. But thought, yeah. thought it was interesting. Thought it, thought it added something to. Well, to it's the album. it's certainly a, as a standalone thing. It's it's interesting, and yeah, I do see how it fits with the album. Um. So, all right, brand new. Uh, I'm glad I got into you at the last possible album moment. Um, yeah. I mean, your albums will always be there, but it feels cool always to to know about something when it's actually happening. Yeah. My favorite album of the year. It's number one for me. I don't know. I don't know if anything's going to top it, but we'll see. Fair enough. 
that's a that's a respectable choice um, um interesting thing about the album cover uh it's actually like it's from like 2008 and it's like a fashion phot- photograph uh, okay that makes sense this is the kind of thing of fact there's, there's definitely a fashion uh an avant fashion aesthetic to the style of it you know yeah um dope dope yeah all right any final thoughts on brand new anybody or emo generally uh i found my old live journal and the only thing you can do (laughs) i had zanga uh let me tell you about this uh if if you plugged me back then into is this emo uh, the answer would be (laughs) yes and the website would then explode because i was so emo uh he got laid more um made him a lot happier yeah i wasn't i guess i wasn't 23 anymore that's that's probably what changed that's the number (laughs) one thing uh but hey the age didn't change brand new at least not for the worse so um hopefully we've all aged just as well yeah um alex Last time you were here, you plugged a podcast that does not exist. Do you have yeah. any other non-existent things to plug? Uh, yeah. It's been a long year, man. <laughs> moved into a new house, moved out of my old house. Uh, the uh, media guy that was going to help me out with it um, left, and then my, my uh, co-host uh, moved out uh, of the state. So ah. um, didn't really get off the ground. We'll see. I, I still have a good uh, concept for it, idea. I'll keep you posted for sure. But we'll see. I'll, I'll try to make it happen. Sweet. Um, we would love to hear that. Um, so, uh, yeah, everybody should follow us at Savage Beast Pod on Twitter. Email us, savagebeastpod at gmail.com. We will read your fucking email if you do it um, uh, on the air. And uh, you can know. also go to our website, savagebeastpod.com, and find us on iTunes where you can rate and review us uh, that others might also know. Our friend uh, from Minnesota. Our friend from Minnesota never wrote us back. Do you think we came on too strong? Yeah, I we did like devote a whole opening segment to how awesome he was, and maybe maybe that was all he was looking for, and he's just done now. He that could be true. Um, but either way, a, a fine interaction from my perspective. That guy ruled. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Alex, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Next time, uh, is is there any other emo band out there that was big back in the day and hasn't released anything in a long time that could drop a great album and really shake the emo scene up? Because American Football and Brand yeah. New have both now done it, you know? That's a good question. Uh, man. The Get Up Kids or something? <laughs> that would be something. I wonder, I wonder what they would do. Yeah, I'd have to get back to you on that. I know, uh, you know, we, we mentioned uh, Me Without You. Uh-huh before uh really good band and i saw them last month uh they, they were doing a 15 year tour of their first album mm. um, which was great you know really mm-hmm. but i still think that's a band that can still release some good stuff and um you know we we mentioned their their last album um that came out a couple of years ago it was really good hopefully they release a couple more um but i think that's potential okay yeah we'll see if if that day comes you'll be back again yeah. and maybe maybe for some other reason too mm-hmm. um all right joe good night go wipe the guy liner off your eyes and uh enjoy your evening i think i'm gonna cry it off <laughs> we all should very good very good uh, all right. good podcast good podcast